When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live, episode 47. We have a special guest on, and uh, we are thankful that we've got Tom Ryan on the line, head coach of Ohio State. Coach Ryan, how are things going for you? Things are great. Good to be on. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously, it's been a pretty busy couple um, months, weeks for you. Just finished up NCAA season in March, and now World Team Trials are in the books. And last week on the show, um, we discussed uh, about your your wrestler, Kyle Snyder, kind of the options that he has and um, uh, moving forward. And obviously, he's well ahead of his time making making a senior world team and um we're, we're excited to have you on you can kind of clarify maybe his future um uh w- i guess with the program obviously with the rules of amateurism the earning potential that kyle has i guess is in question what he can receive financially what he can't um so yeah we'll just give the floor to you and um yeah you can yeah. explain this a little to us yeah well we felt obviously flow with the with the uh you know the um attention that's paid to flow that'll be a great way to just share there's a lot of speculation out there you know and uh we thought the best way to end the speculation is you know is having you know flow to talk about kyle snyder and 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 what's the state of kyle snyder so you know this this is not something that any coach could necessarily have in the plans right mm-hmm. so he's the first 19 year old freshman to ever make the u.s national team so, so we're dealing with a situation that is a great situation, but some uncharted waters. So emphatically, 100%, we know this. We know that Kyle Snyder um, will take an Olympic waiver okay. in 2015-16. That, that decision is already final. Okay. When, when was that decision made? Was this something where you, you were going to kind of wait and see how he did at the Open and the trials? Or was this something that you, you kind of discussed with Kyle, um, you know, maybe even in the recruiting process? Uh, you know what? It really came about, you know, watching him at the at the uh, U.S. Open uh, and, and win the U.S. Open. I think after that, after that, um, that match with with Varner, um, you know, it was pretty overwhelmingly obvious to me that this is a guy that, you know, then you look at, so, so then you look at, you look at the big picture, mm-hmm. right? Look with the reigning national champs, make no mistake about it. We want to win it every year, right? Oklahoma state wants to win every year, Iowa. So we want to win it again. This isn't about, you know, raising the white flag. We're going to, we're going to Olympic waiver Kyle Snyder. We don't think we can win. We still think we can win, but the best thing for Kyle, when you look at the date of the national championship, which is March 19, 2021, you look at the date of that event, the weight class, which is 197, mm-hmm. and then you look at when the Olympic trials are, April 8th through 10th, you're giving somebody less than three weeks to move from 197 to 213, mm. from a folk style of wrestling to a freestyle wrestling. So it really was the time frame that became the greatest barrier. And then the other piece is, listen, the guy just beat the Olympic champion three times in a row. He beat the Cuban, who was third. What's going to happen if we send him overseas a few times during the college season? You know, what is his potential? Um, and so so there's no question that that's the decision we're going with as a staff. We've got some people that will fill the weight class. I'm very confident in the people we have. So in 2015-16, Buckeye fans, college wrestling fans, will get to enjoy Kyle only from a freestyle standpoint. Okay. Um how was this actually a, a a very difficult decision? As you mentioned, you're taking guaranteed big time points. He's already an NCAA finalist as a true freshman. Um, for you, I mean, you're you're you do have a responsibility to your athlete, but your responsibility is also 
to to win and win at the NCAA level. So how how hard of a decision was this? You know, this was one of the most this 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 last NCAA tournament. I've had a lot of great tournaments, a lot of great experiences with a lot of great people, a lot of great student athletes. But this last year was 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 just spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the high points of my life, right? Yeah. Uh, to to experience uh, winning a team championship, um, and and experience that with so many fans at an institution where people are are wildly crazy about the school. Um, so so just so many people felt so much joy. Um, and again, not only the people that I could say this emphatically, not only the people that were part of the program, but those that helped me and and people that were on the team along the way, right? So the scope is so wide reaching. We want that feeling again. We want to bring that feeling to the lives of people again. So so this decision, despite me saying that, this was an easy decision. This was not a difficult decision. This was look at the facts and the Kyle. So, so a piece of it too was, is he going to return? Right. Cause there's a lot of speculation on that too. Right. Yes. Yes. So what if he wins the world? If he wins the Olympics, it's $300,000, 250, $300,000. We know this. We're working with the NCAA. We're working with USA wrestling. We know for sure he can keep the money. Okay. Right. So that was a big sticking point. You know, Kyle Snyder can, if he wins the world, he can keep the money. He can, he can be, he can, uh, he can, um, he's got to show expenses and things like that. There's some guidelines. We're working within the parameters of the NCAA, but we're getting those answers. And Kyle and his family and, and us as a staff and an institution, we're very comfortable uh, with the position that Kyle is going to be in. Should he win, uh, which he doesn't plan on just making the team, he plans on winning gold. Uh, win gold medals at the world and the Olympics in the next uh, year and a half. Okay. Um, are there what monies are there? Um, I guess NCAA restrictions on. Can he receive the uh, the stipend from USA Wrestling? Is that all well and good as well? So, so he will not take any classes next year. So he's off scholarship. Right. Right. So he comes off university scholarship. So what he can receive is he can receive any. Um, anything that's in the USA wrestling contract. So okay. if the contract is for him right now, let's say it's a thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you win the US open, you get 3000, you win the world team trials. USA wrestling has a, has a plan. They've got a, they've got a contract with their athletes. He can receive that. Now he has to show expenses. He's got a car. He's got a, an apartment. He's got, he's got food. He's got an electric bill. So monthly he turns in his expenses and all of those things can be covered um, uh, through the USA Wrestling stipend. So he is not going to be living large, mm-hmm. you know, but he is going to be living in a fashion that is conducive to somebody who doesn't have to work full-time and can train full-time. And that's the goal for the next few years, to put him in a position uh, from an expense standpoint, uh, like a scholarship does, that allows him to focus on his school and wrestling. This year, it'll be wrestling. Focus on winning world gold and Olympic gold. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned he won't be enrolling in classes. Is he going to spend uh, a majority of his time still training at the Ohio Regional Training Center? Is he going to be at the OTC? Where will Kyle be, um, I guess, based out of next year? So, he will be here. You know, okay. obviously, we've got uh, Coach Roselli, Coach Jaggers, Thatcher, myself, that all uh, – Lou, Lou runs the free, he heads up the freestyle program. You know, we've got Travell here who trains here. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Bergman trains here. Uh, we've got a host of uh, tough guys in the room that are coming in uh, that Kyle will mentor. And then he will do what USA Wrestling tells him to do uh, in communication with our staff. So Bill Zadick is a great coach, a great friend. Burnett uh, is a great coach. Uh, Brandon Slag, you know, so we're communicating with these guys. And when do you want them out there? When's he going overseas? You know, and you put the plan together, working back from the Olympics, you know, where he's going to be when, what's the best competing opportunities for him, what's the best training plan for him. So we work backward with their staff. Our staff work together. And, um, you know, he is going to be where he needs to be to be in the, in the best position to continue to improve and win gold. Okay. Um, though, though Kyle is um, – essentially irreplaceable. I mean, there's just not 
there's not got many guys in the country that can do what he does. Um, can next year still be a net positive for the Buckeyes when you uh, maybe you won't be as competing as quite a high level from a team standpoint, but the the notoriety that you can maybe receive from having a guy in your program reach such heights. Yeah. So so you know you definitely as a you know as a, you know when you talk about Olympic wavering Kyle, it's like man, you know he's he was. 22 points this year. He could be 24, 25 next year. So we're going to lose, um, you know, a, a stud, right? To your point. I mean, he is not easily replaced. Uh, we have enough people to win still. We, we, with Kyle, we have five returning semifinalists mm. or five men in the program that have been in the semis, right? We won the thing last year. We know Penn State's going to be really tough. We know Oklahoma State's going to be really tough. Iowa's going to be tough. Cornell's going to be tough. Uh, Missouri, don't count them out. I mean, they've mm -hmm. got some good young guys. So uh, th it's going to be competitive. We won with 102 points. This team can score more than that without Kyle and without Logan. Uh, I, I know that. So you know, we need a Johnny DeJulius. You know, he, he, beat, he beat, at one point in his career, he beat both guys that were in the finals last year. He beat many All-Americans. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's winning late, 15 seconds to go, gets out of position, loses the match. So you got to stay in position. You got to win that match. Um, you know, we've got the potential of Mark Martin. Not sure what's happening there. We have Miles Martin. We have Keyshawn Hayes. We've got some great young people, and we've got four returning semifinalists. You've got Kenny Courts, Hunter Steber, who'll be healthy, right? He wasn't healthy all year. Uh, we've got Nathan Thomasello and Bo Jordan. So those four plus what we've got, we've got a Tavanello who was in the round of placing two years ago, mm -hmm. last year tore his MCL in the Penn State duel was out the rest of the season. We, we put him in the Big Tens. He qualifies for nationals. He just wasn't prepared. So, you know, we know what's out there. We know how many points we're going to need to score. By no means are we raising the white flag. Right. Is it going to be tougher? Well, absolutely. But, uh, you know, to have Kyle do what's best for Kyle, have him come back as an Olympian with three years of eligibility left puts us in a good spot. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, you, you spoke about your, your freshmen, and I feel like Ohio State is, is a lineup that could go, especially with Kyle being out, uh, about 100 different directions. Could we see um, one of the true freshmen, Keyshawn or Miles, go right away? Could we see Bo, Martin, and Kenny bump up? Or are those some things we could potentially see next year? Yeah, I think uh, your point is a good one. I think it's, um, it's accurate. I'm not really sure at this point. You know, Right now the focus is get better. Mm -hmm. You know, you better be suffering on a daily basis. You better be improving. We, 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 we've, we've outlined your strengths. We've outlined the areas of need of improvement. Work on those things. And we're not sure what we're going to do, you know, quite frankly. You know, um, uh, what weight is uh, Bo going to go? You know, can Miles, you know, how good does Miles look? You know, right now, Miles is going to redshirt. If Miles looks great, do you put him in? Can he make 74? How's he going to feel at 74? You know, Keyshawn, can Hunter go back down to 41? You know, there are so many question marks right now. We've got a lot of talent. We've got a lot of people that are hungry to win. And as time passes, uh, some of these things will be more clear to us on what the, what the right way to go is. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle, Kyle weighs, um, you know, Kyle weighs 223 pounds. You know, what do you do with Kyle next year? You know, what, what do we do with him? So, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks right now, but the good thing is that we're in a position where um, uh, we've got a lot of good people to to solve these problems. Sure. Um, what changes this is kind of a we'll start with this. What changes from if any have you seen in Kyle from his NCAA season ending that propelled him, or is this pretty much the same guy you saw all year and he just put it together at these last two tournaments? I mean, this is a guy that uh, I, I'm not surprised by anything he does. He's a great athlete with a tireless work ethic and impeccable character. This is a 3.95 student. He's got a brother at West Point. He's got another brother going to the Naval Academy. I mean, this is a family of, uh, that, that, that reaps excellence, mm. right, in every facet of their lives. So nothing he does surprises me. He has a love and a passion to stand out uh, in the sport of wrestling that, you know, you don't see that often. Uh, he's, he's, a rare, he's a rare person. So nothing surprises me. He, he was ready for the NCAA. Look, he broke position. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Gadsden had a move that 
could uh, take advantage of someone who broke position in that manner. So to me, he was going to win the match. You know, he was going to win if that match goes on, which it didn't. And congrats to Gadsden. I mean, he, he he's a tremendous wrestler and he did a great job in beating Kyle. But he was going to win there and he didn't. I don't know if you know this, but he spoke in front of like 500 fans after that match. Mm. And he was, here's what he said to them. He got up. This is, he didn't know he was going to speak. Right. I had him come up. He came to the after hours event and he said to the people, he said, I am devastated. But if losing a wrestling match is the worst thing that happens in my life, then I've lived a blessed life. Wow. Now, how do you teach a 19-year-old to have that type of outlook? That is part of his upbringing. I would certainly say that a piece of that is part of our culture. And what we talk about is being grateful. We're just grateful. We're grateful with the opportunity. We're healthy. We've got air to breathe. H2O works perfectly with our system. So we're just thankful and grateful. And, and he reaps that. And uh, since that match, he, I think the next night he was in the weight room. Uh, someone took a picture of him lifting the next night. And he hasn't stopped. It's just what he does. You know, I don't know if he's any more inspired than he was. Uh, he's just an inspired guy. Wow. Uh, in, in a kind of a similar question for your team um you, you're the reigning champions and and sometimes just with with sports in general if you reach such a height as a team sometimes you see that you have that exhale time and you have that time maybe you live a, a little high on the hog a little maybe a little full of yourself have you seen any of that with your guys what has been the response uh post title for for the buckeyes i would say that uh the people in the program the coaches the athletes i mean this just so certainly no matter how much you pursue, so my favorite two words are believe, and for me, for me, believe has so many undertones, mm-hmm. right? I believe in a God, without question. Right. Um, I believe in the people around me, uh, and then there's pursuit. You know, believe and pursue. So what are you pursuing? So, um, you know, this is a group that you know. I called Urban Meyer after we won who's a friend who was tweeting, right? Yeah. He was tweeting. He was all excited about the Buckeyes winning it. You know, and uh, I asked him, you know, what is, what is the, you know, what is the, um, you know, the blind spot, right? Where's the blind spot? What, what could I miss as a coach, you know, to, we want prolonged success here. We want sustained success. We want to be great here for years to come. So what is the blind spot? And, and to your point, Urban said complacency. Mm-hmm. It's a natural human uh, happening that yeah. we can get complacent. So, so we, we are, we're, we're weary of complacency, you know, as much as we believe and we pursue the right things every day, you know, this is a group of guys that as much as you talk about it, complacency, and it's a slow drip. It's sometimes it's not even noticeable. It's the, well, the one guy runs a little bit less than he did or not as hard. And the one guy lifts a little less and the one guy's a little less focused on the side crotch finishes. But I can tell you that we talked to the team a lot about complacency uh, and not being complacent, and we talk about pursuing the things that are going to help you reach your full potential. So we're weary of it, and, uh, you know, these guys want to keep winning. You know, these guys, it's a standard here. There's a new standard, and I think as the standard rises, even the workload, I felt as hard as I've worked to get to this point, I feel like I'm working harder now than ever to maintain this standard. Yeah. Um, Hunter Stieber, uh, obviously he gutted it out. For, for you guys last year and fell short at NCAAs. Had surgery on on both elbows, I believe, is my understanding. How could you can you speak to his his progress? Yeah. How how's Hunter doing? Um, you know, obviously to, to your point, you know, he, he had two major surgeries. Uh one right after the NCAAs. At one point we discussed uh, with he and his family having that surgery in January when we knew he was hurt pretty bad. Um, we opted to not do that. You know, he, he, he felt at one point he was wavering and he's like, you know what? I know I can still help the team. So we didn't get the surgery. Uh, he's had both. Uh, the doctor says there are, there should be no concerns on our part on whether or not he's going to be healthy, uh, in September. Uh, it's, 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 uh, he's going to be back. The guy that did the surgery was actually a college, uh, was a high school wrestler. Uh, so he's, he's knowledgeable about the sport. He, he loved the sport. And he feels very confident that uh, Hunter's going to be back. Hunter's now running and getting ready for his senior year. You know, this is a guy, as you know, you know, he, he, graduated, from, he graduated from high school. He's in the semifinals out of high school. Mm-hmm. He's got a win over Kellen Russell 
you know, who was the reigning national champion. Um, uh, you know, then you've got, um, you know, the following year, he's in the semifinals, loses a heartbreaker. He was up, well, he was up 5-2, 6-2, you know, and, and he's hard to score on. And he, he told me, and I know your question was, uh, you know, how's he doing? He's going to be back. I'm confident he'll be back at full strength. This guy wants to win the tournament before he leaves Ohio State and ends his college career. And, uh, you know, he's pretty motivated to get that done. Um, but, uh, you know, he was so excited to win it with his brother. Yeah. And he said in the middle of the match, and I can reflect on this, in the middle of the match, he, he, that, that thought came in his mind that I'm going to be in the finals with my brother. Mm. And, and, and his, 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 his excellence dropped a little bit. And I've been there. It happened to me in the finals. Holy cow, a dream's going to come true. Listen, we don't have any time to think about dreams. We have time to reflect on them in the middle of a match, right? Reflect when they're over, not in the midst of them. So you grow from those things and you learn from them. So I'm confident that Hunter Stever will be back. Uh, we're fortunate that, um, you know, I'm fortunate that he didn't get the surgery because despite not scoring any points at Nationals, he was a guy that made a difference for us. I think people saw, you know, when you get lifted in the air on a high crotch and you can't post on your arms and you do a forward roll to stop the pain, uh, you know, your teammates fight a little harder when they see that. So, again, quickly, quick answer, he's, he will be back. And I'm excited to have him back full strength. Nice. And and I, I kind of asked this, but I didn't get specific. Is there a chance he goes back down to 41? Obviously, he was extremely successful there his first two years competing. There is a chance. You know, there's a chance. Where, again, to your point earlier, you know, we're assessing the team, what's best for the team, how can we score the most points, you know, what's best for, you know, at this point, what's best for Hunter, you know, what's his best shot of, of feeling good and wrestling well and winning it. You know, and Hunter is also – and his family will say this, this is a stubborn man. <laughs> this, and, and, you know, the things that drive you crazy about a human being is also the blessing in many of them, right? So a stubborn kid as a youngster, you know he's going to have a strong will. He's not going to get pushed around. You know, Hunter Stieber is stubborn. So Hunter has to, I'm not sure we want him there. Where do we want him? What's best for him? But at some point, uh, he has to come to terms with, okay, this makes sense for me. This makes sense for the team. Uh, and I'm going to do it because it makes sense to me and not because it makes sense to you. That's Hunter Stever in a nutshell. Um, uh, so breaking through his stubbornness, it has to come from him. And, you know, we'll sit down with him. And, we'll, we'll, again, we're assessing right now what's best for him and the team. And, uh, you know, I'm sure whatever that is, it's, it's the way things will go. Sure. Um, the, the Buckeyes or, or the Ohio RTC had a, did, did a bang-up job at, at the world team trials, you know, you had, you put Reese on the team, Logan fourth, obviously Kyle, uh, Tervell both on the team and JD Bergman third. How, what kind of, um, how helpful is it to have that in it training right there side by side, these college guys? Yeah. So, so, I mean, there's obviously a lot of amazing coaches out there, right? I can point to so many programs with guys that are great leaders. Uh, you know, Heath Esslinger, um, Garland, Virginia. I mean, I, I shouldn't start naming because I'm, I'm friends with so right. many guys that I just look up to, you know, and they're just great people and they're great leaders. And um, they want to, they want to, they, they're, they're pursuing excellence. So here's what, I mean, the truth is this. The reality is that at no time in NCAA history to this point has it, so 12 teams have won it since 1928. Mm-hmm. 12. I mean, that's a scary, that's a scary stat. Yeah. Right. We're the 12. And each of those teams had a program in the community in place that was Olympic level program. Right. So no team has won it without that. So when I got here, Coach Hellickson, a man I respect, I look up to, he was in the midst of building that. Mm-hmm. Right. He was just about to, to launch that. And, um, he, he retires, and I come in in that. I hired Coach Roselli because I knew he was entrenched in the freestyle world, and I was, I was busy coaching a college. It's tough to do both, right. be a head coach and, and be that linked into it. So we had to build an Olympic program. I met with the AD. He was on board. So now you've got this desire and want. You know what has to get done. You need to build an Olympic program, period. That's a pillar. In the in the that is a pillar in the success of the of the streak that Oklahoma State went on years back and Iowa and and Minnesota. 
Minnesota. So Minnesota, so you got these studs training. So now how do you do it? You need to raise funds. You need to have a coach that people trust. Uh, you need to have an environment that people can improve in, an environment that, that allows for this incredible amount of suffering to occur. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we've got alumni and donors that help us. So, so to answer your question directly, it is without question, you can, you can cement it in uh, to, 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 to an absolute that you have to have it and it has to stay strong. And I work at it daily uh, to make sure that we're creating friendships, building new friendships, fostering the ones we have to, to maintain the amount of income and, and needed to, uh, to continue to help these guys have a singular focus you know, and, and, and making Olympic teams. Sure. Um, Four-time NCAA champ, Logan Stieber. Uh, he's fourth at the Open, fourth at the Trials. It's not that he's not wrestling well, per se, but ha have you had conversations with him? Um, how is he handling losing something he really is not accustomed to at all? Yeah, man, I, I, you know what? As painful as it is for me to watch him lose, and I, I'd say it's, it's painful, um, there's a piece of me um, that sees the, the blessing in it. There's a piece of me that I, you, you, you watch it and you learn, like, oh, my God, how hard is life? Like, that, that, that's what, when I watch him, how hard is life? This is a guy that, as a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, he was in the barn with his father and some people, and they were being, they were being tortured. I mean, in a, in, a, in a loving way, he works so hard. To, now by ninth grade, oh my gosh, he walks into the state tournament after fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade of being put under so much training. Ninth grade, he walks into the state tournament, pins, pins and texts everybody. He pins and texts everybody through high school, right? And at the state tournament, yeah. nobody went the distance with him. Fast forward, now you're a freshman in college. He goes to Vegas has a rough way in, goes two and two at Vegas. Welcome to reality. Welcome to life. You were good yesterday. You were great yesterday. What are you going to do now? You're at a crossroad. How am I going to handle this loss? What a blessing this crossroad is. How did he handle it? He got hurt, got a medical, redshirted, goes on to win four national titles. That's Logan Stieber. How did he handle it? He worked harder. He worked smarter. He got his nutrition figured out. You know what? This week, this Two weeks ago, I'm in the bleachers watching. Welcome to life, Logan Steber. There's another level. You've got to regroup. We've got to assess what's going on. And he wrestled. He did not wrestle poorly. Right. Right. To your point. I mean, he's in a loaded weight class. The ideal weight for him was the day, night before weigh-in, 133. Hey, welcome to life. The Olympic Committee took the weight out, pal. Now you got to go 43. Deal with it. We're going to deal with it. We're we're assessing his assessing his muscle, his lean mass. We're assessing his strength. We're assessing his foot speed. He will go back to work and find a way, you know, to put himself in a position to win. But the beauty in it, right, is like I've been through enough pain. When does the pain end? Guess what? Never. <laughs> it never ends. Welcome to life, buddy. So uh, you either deal with it, embrace it, fight through it. Or you succumb to it and you decide, hey, I was really good at one point in my life. I had great credentials. I, I'm happy with what happened, but it's time for me to move on. Was your season this year not not a microcosm of that point? I mean, you want to talk about, you know, pain, suffering, you know, hard things happening. It, yeah. This was a team. Uh, I've never seen a team that won NCAAs deal with the kind of adversity you did between the, the some of the losses you took to the loss of a teammate. Um, yeah. Talk about that. Does that kind of speak, stay in that same vein? Absolutely. I mean, life is messy, right? Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's beautiful and it's messy. And sometimes instances apart, right? When I say that to my team, Kyle Snyder, life, right? He's got the guy's leg in the air. He's going to go up three nothing. In the national finals, the leg goes down. He gets thrown within seconds. He went from being up 3 nothing to a dream being over, yeah. right? Uh, how many situations in life can we point to that are like that? I mean, it's just, it's just life. Um, 
our season, yes, it, it, it was, there were so many storylines and so many learning opportunities as a team. It was almost like God said, listen, here are the scenarios, which he doesn't do. Here are the scenarios. I don't believe he does. I'm going to throw at you. I'm going to throw at every scenario, and then we're going to figure out how to get through that scenario so that by the end, you're completely ready for anything that can be thrown at you. And that was our, that was our season. I mean, we lost dual meets in ways. It was like, did we just lose? Like, how? I couldn't even, if you told me that we were going to lose and take your mind and envision the wildest way you're going to lose and write it down, I couldn't even come up with the way we were losing. <laughs> you know, but we did. But we, 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 we galvanized. It got it. We, we, we stayed strong through it. We talked about it. We wrote about it. I mean, guys, you know, email me after matches. mandatory. Tell me what you felt. Tell me what you thought. How'd you feel out there? You know, how can we learn from it? And we just stayed together, and uh, what a what a what a what a what a blessing in the end. Yeah. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on, uh, it, kind of laying it out for us the the Kyle Snyder situation and um, educating the fans and, and myself on kind of what his options are. Do you have anything else for us? No, I'm just I appreciate you uh, you you doing this. I appreciate what you guys do, and uh, for us at Ohio State. You know, we're just glad that uh, a lot of the, you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot. It's not that easy to get information out there, everybody. So this is one of the this is one of the best ways that no more no more um, speculation. Mm -hmm. He's out of the lineup next year. He's back in the following year. The Buckeyes will be ready to roll this year. All right. Well, I thank you so much for your time, Coach, and uh, we'll see you around the way. Thanks again. Thanks a lot. All right. There you have it. Ohio State head coach Tom Ryan, he puts an end to the to the speculation, all the questions um, surrounding Kyle Snyder, um, who just made the world team at 97 kilograms. As he mentioned, only 19 years old, and he said the, the only 19-year-old freshman to make a world team. And as we're now, we're going to bring Kyle Snyder on here. Kyle, how's it going? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Doing great, doing great. How you guys doing? Doing awesome. Just got off the phone here with your with your coach. He had a lot of good things to say about you, as you can imagine. Um, first, I uh, just want to get a congrats out there. Congrats on all your success here at U.S. Open, um, making the world team. How's it been um, a week or so after making your first world team at the senior level? Uh, it's been pretty relaxing. I actually I flew straight from the trials to Myrtle Beach. Nice. So uh, I went on a little week-long vacation uh took a little break from wrestling but you know still worked out a couple times and uh now i'm just uh you know excited to get back on the mat excited for this camp coming up here uh on the 24th in colorado springs where we'll get the team together and you know get to train with some great guys but it's been it's been great so far after after the trials yeah i'm sure um from your ncaa season were there any uh, lessons or, or takeaways you had that you think helped you moving into freestyle season, or were you pretty much always the you know you're kind of the same guy, and uh, this success was kind of inevitable, or was there a, a big takeaway that you think helped propel you to this level in, of freestyle success? No, I don't think there was a really you know one thing that I could point out that uh, I could take away from the season that you know mm -hmm. I guess took me to another level of wrestling, but I think it was just. Uh, staying confident that I'm doing the right things and believing in the process and believing in my training and my training partners and my coaches and myself. And uh, as long as I kept having faith that, you know, I can I can keep getting better and keep wrestling hard, then that, that was probably the biggest thing, just believing in the process. Yeah. Do, do you think that um, there was something about how you trained during the NCAA season that made the transition so seamless? Because a lot of guys, it, it takes a while to kind of shake off the folk-style rust. And really, I mean, in a couple weeks after NCAAs, you're winning the U.S. Open. Is there something that you guys do in season that you can maybe, that you kind of credit that success and that transition? I just think it's probably the way that I wrestle, you know, folk-style. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it wasn't too different from uh, from the way that I wrestle freestyle. I mean, I try to get better in you know the mat and stuff like that, but I really didn't ride too many people. I escaped from bottom pretty quickly, 
and uh, most of the time at least. And, uh, you know, I, I never really tried to back out of bounds and stuff like that. I tried to you know, keep my butt in the center and, uh, you know, right. I was trying to do uh, most of the pushing and stuff like that. So I think my style and folk style was kind of similar to freestyle. And then, you know, I wrestled freestyle for a whole year mm-hmm. last year with no folk style training at all. So I think that helped me uh, just be really comfortable with the style and I can make the transition pretty fast with no problem. Sure. To to your point, you do have a very uh, – your, your style is um, very transitional to freestyle. You stay in good position. You're not a guy that scrambles around, rolls across your back much. Did you hone your style, like going up with freestyle in mind, or is this just kind of how uh, how how you developed of late? Have have you always kind of thought I should wrestle this way because it'll transition better? I never really thought like that, but I did start wrestling freestyle at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. I started wrestling when I was four or five years old, and then I started freestyle when I was in like fourth grade. So, uh, in the summertime, I'd be wrestling freestyle and a little bit. You know, during the season two, I'd wrestle it. So I think that kind of just taught me, like you said, not to really roll over your back or not to really funk, funk around and scramble with people, kind of just finish cleanly and do the baseline defense and stuff like that. Sure. Um, at what point did you start to believe you could be the guy senior level for the United States? Was this something you thought – a year ago could happen? Is this something that uh, maybe it was after the U.S. Open? When did you think, it can be me, it can be me this year? Uh, I thought I thought uh, last year that, you know, before the junior trials, I thought that I could, uh, I thought I could have been the guy on the senior team too, but obviously I have to prove that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but um, yeah, I thought I was pretty confident in myself last year that I could wrestle in the senior trials and compete well and do well with those guys, but coaches just wanted me to wrestle in the juniors, so that's what I did. And then this year at Ohio State, I was able to wrestle with J.D. Bergman and Travell and kind of just see where I'm at with those guys. And then on the same mindset, I thought that I could I could compete at the senior level with anybody. And, uh, you know, Coach Roselli said, you're ready to go. Let's wrestle in the open, and that's what I did. Nice. Um how much has your your international experience? You've you've been on two junior world teams. You've done uh, different trips, wrestling overseas. How much has that helped you? Um, that your kind of age level wrestling, traveling around wrestling. How much has that helped you in freestyle? Oh, it's helped me a ton. It's helped me a ton. Uh, you know, being able to wrestle foreigners at a young age, and you know, just learning about their culture and learning about how they trade and learning about how they wrestle and also just, you know, the whole the whole way the trials works, how if you, you know, just it's the same thing in the juniors. If you win the nationals, you sit in the finals, and I was able to do that two years in a row. So doing it this year kind of wasn't as, wasn't as new to me. I was able to, you know, just the system was normal, and I felt, felt comfortable sitting in the finals and, all that stuff, the junior wrestling in the juniors, wrestling at the cadets, doing all that stuff definitely helped prepare me for uh, for the seniors this year. Yeah. Um, at what point? And, and obviously, we just got off with with your coach, and he he said that you know you are officially going to take an Olympic red shirt next year. Um, at what point did you know for sure you wanted to take an Olympic red shirt? Was this something you'd maybe you know you even thought to back? as far as your high school days when, when you're being recruited that this year, 2016, you may want to sit out or was it something a little more recent? Uh, I think it was just something a little more recent. You know, I, I, I was planning on doing, you know, just four years and done. And, uh, you know, just going to do the kind of the same thing, wrestle 97 and then go back up to 213 right after the season. But then I found out that the trials were two weeks after NCAAs. Mm-hmm. So once I once I learned about that time frame and then, you know, putting on twenty pounds of muscle in two weeks would be pretty hard to do. So that's when that's when uh coaches started talking to me about the Olympic red shirt and so I started to believe that was probably the best thing for me to do. Uh if I if I really wanted to 
uh, make the Olympic team and win win an Olympic gold medal in 2016. Sure. Um, was it a difficult decision? I mean, you, you've got Olympic aspirations, you've got world level aspirations. Was it a tough decision to, you know, you just won a, a team title, you were second as a freshman. Was it hard to kind of hang that up for a year, or was it pretty simple um, for, for you to decide to do that? It was a pretty simple decision. Yeah. Uh, just pretty much, I mean, my my ultimate goal as a wrestler is to be a Olympic champion, and I believe that taking the Olympic red shirt is going to be the most productive thing for me as a wrestler to achieve that goal. And it just makes the most sense right now uh, because of the weight classes, how they are in college wrestling, where just be really hard to put on that weight. And sure. college wrestling's hard, so it'd be hard to train like that, peak for the NCAAs and then peak for, for the trials uh, back almost in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Um, so with the NCAA rules, and, and obviously I'm not an expert, but the, we speculated last week that, you know, you making this world team, uh, you wouldn't be able to re- receive a stipend and, you know, any earnings you get winning, you know, if you win a world medal, if you win an Olympic medal, that we, we speculate you wouldn't be able to receive those and still compete at the, uh, at the college level. Was that something that was on your mind? Is that something you had to have it explained to you? you had to, or did you know kind of how it worked all along? Well, I knew that from uh, other college guys making the national team and stuff, I knew that I could accept the stipend. Mm-hmm. But then the uh, prize money and stuff like that, it's kind of a different story. We had to sit down with compliance at Ohio State and kind of figure out uh, what money I can accept and uh, – it kind of really depends on where where the money's coming from. If there's certain there's certain funds where, uh, you know, if this this group gives you money, then you can accept it. But if another group gives you money, you can't accept it. And there's kind of a fine line for how much money you can accept, based on you know just your living expenses and stuff like that. So there's a, I still have a lot to learn about it, but. We have we have a great compliance at Ohio State, and we sat down with them a couple weeks ago and had an hour long meeting about it. And Coach Ryan's also doing a whole bunch of, uh, you know, work with compliance at Ohio State to figure out uh, yeah. how much money I can accept and all that type of stuff. Sure. What was that a uh, was your your earning potential potentially being limited? Was that a was that something you worried about? Was that something you're like, wow, I don't want to cost myself money? Or was it like, I, I'm, I'm not terribly worried about this. It'll be fine. I can still get a world-class education and wrestle. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really get too worried about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty mellow, stay relaxed and calm in almost every situation I'm in. So I just think everything will figure itself out and work out and, Whatever happens, uh, just try to make the best of it. So right. that's pretty much what I thought about the situation. Yeah, that's that sounds like how it's going. All everything's going to work out well for you. Um, it, it's been also speculated. Obviously, you are still be, being ahead of your time for for how good you are at wrestling. You were still eligible for juniors. Have you given any thought to that? Have you been approached to wrestle junior worlds? Are you one hundred percent? Uh, just going to focus on seniors. I talked to Coach Burnett about competing in both, and he said uh, wrestling in the Junior World Championships wouldn't be the best thing for me mm-hmm. to win a senior gold medal in September. So uh, I'm not going to be competing for the Junior World Team spot. I'll just be wrestling in the Pan Am Championships in July, mid-July, and then the World Championships in September. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's good. That that probably does make sense because those tournaments aren't that far apart from one another. Um, right. So you, I, I've I've kind of noticed, observed maybe you and, and Tervel Delagnev seem to have struck um, a, a pretty close relationship. Could you describe uh, what it's like, uh, maybe working with or and and the friendship you've developed with Tervel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, working with Tervel is uh, an absolute blessing. Uh, he's, he's one of my best friends and he's also a great workout partner and just, he knows so much about the sport and 
so much about just how to how to live the right life and uh you know it's not always about wrestling it's some a lot of the time it's just about being a good person and Tavelle is a great role model to to look at if you want to do that and also just to talk about you know what would you do in this situation and stuff like that but but with the wrestling you know it's just it's amazing how much technique he's taught me and uh you know I just I love I love going with him it's uh every time we go I fight him as hard as I possibly can and he does the same for me and uh I think we've made each other you know, every time I raise a level, it's kind of hard for me to tell if I'm getting better when I'm wrestling him because every time I raise a level, he raises a level and he's mm-hmm. still beating me the same. And it's like, uh, you never really know what's, what, what's, what's, uh, if you're, if you're really improving or not. But, uh, it's awesome working with him. Every time I wrestle with him, I learn something new and we just have good relationship on and off the mat. Yeah. Um, was, was he a big factor in in why you came to Ohio State? You get to try, you get to you get to train alongside arguably the best heavyweight in, in the world. Yes, he was a huge factor for for why I came to Ohio State. When I first when I committed to Ohio State, we had Travell, JD, Mike Priscillo, and Keith Gavin all all at the RTC. Wow! So uh, I was like, shoot, <laughs> come here and learn from some of the best heavyweights ever sounds good yeah what was uh maybe when you first got there um one thing you learned from from Travell or one of the senior level guys that you thought ah i never thought about that either whether it's preparation or, or technique one uh, kind of an eye-opening uh learning experience you had with these guys uh well big thing with Travell uh that we talk about a lot and uh how to think about the sport in the right way, mm-hmm. in a in a stress-free way, because a lot of times, you know, guys put a lot of stress on themselves, thinking about the wins and losses, and thinking about how good it feels to win, and you know how bad you want to win, and all that type of stuff. But we kind of just break it down, and he's told me to just break it down, just thinking about the wrestling itself, and thinking about the technique, and being confident that. You can wrestle in any position that uh, you're, you've been put into, and also just uh, embracing embracing the, the scary things, you know, embracing the positions where you, you might not be as confident in, and uh, going there in practice and trying to figure that out, and uh, not just not just always hitting your number one attack, you know, go go somewhere and develop another position to be as good as as good as your number one or number two. And uh, that's that's some of the biggest takeaways that I've learned from Travell. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that, I mean, when I think of you, you haven't lost very much, but, but you have taken losses. Do you think that mentality, that lesson really served you? I mean, you, you lost NCAAs, you had some, some dual losses, but you, you've respond after every loss, you've responded t- tremendously. Has that been a, a big factor for you? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. When I say stick to the process, that's that's what I mean. Just yeah, keep thinking about the wrestling. Keep, uh, you know, doing everything that you can possibly do to improve as a wrestler. And you know, one moment, one moment doesn't define you. Doesn't define your career as a wrestler. I think. I think you know you can continually try to prove yourself uh, as a competitor and as an athlete in the sport of wrestling, as long as you just, you know, mentally say that, uh, it's just about the wrestling The loss is a loss, but you can learn from it and keep trying to get better. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm certain you have an incredibly busy summer slash fall uh, ahead of you. What, what is your summer schedule? Like, I know you mentioned the OTC, uh, here in a couple of days, I know the big camp's going on there. Uh, what what else is in your plans for this summer? Uh, just just a lot of uh, training, you know. Just going to be training really hard. And uh, like I said, we got the camp the 24th through the 2nd in Colorado Springs. And then Pan Am Championships are, I think, July 11th through the 19th in Toronto. And then we got another camp, I think, the 1st or 2nd of August for a couple weeks. 
and then we're back home for a little bit, and then we got another camp at the end of August. We kind of, uh, I forget what that camp's called, but it's yeah. basically, the, you know, right before the World World Championships, just get prepared and be with the team and be with the coaches and fix any last little things that you need to fix before you go out there and compete. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, sorry. Keep going. And then, uh, then the World Championships, you know, in September. Right. So that's pretty much just going to be bouncing back from the camps in Columbus yeah. all summer. How difficult, uh, I mean, this, this question, I guess, doesn't really matter, but think about it. The World Championships are in September. How difficult would it have been to stay enrolled at, at Ohio State and compete at the World Championships? I mean, the fall semester starts in, in August, typically. Is that even realistic for anyone to do? Yeah, it would have been it would have been pretty tough. I'm actually taking one one online class right now, and uh, talking to my parents, I was like, man, I don't want to do this work. You know, I, I just want to wrestle this summer. But uh, obviously, I have to do the work and stuff like that. But that's just you know, right now where I'm not really doing much other than training, I can't imagine how hard it would be to you know wrestle in the world championships and then fly right back to Ohio and start going to two three classes every day yeah that would have been that would have been brutal but if i would have had to do it i could have done it of I course think. but it is what it is you know yeah yeah no no doubt about it well kyle hey man i really appreciate you taking a little bit of time i hope you had a, a relaxing vacation uh do you have anything else for us uh no nothing really just thank you very much for having me on the show and uh thanks for what you guys do for wrestling and I'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Kyle. We'll see you soon. All right. All right see ya. Bye. All right. Back-to-back Buckeyes. Had Tom Ryan earlier. That was Kyle Snyder um, setting the record straight a little bit more. Olympic red shirt next year. Going to stay at Ohio State. Going to continue to wrestle there. Um, the earning, I guess, potential or, or whatever. There's no... No real complications there. He can take the stipend. So that was pretty educational for me. Um, and as I, I, I assume it was for you. And now we've got uh, Willie Saylor on the line. Willie, I had to kind of kick you off there. I, I thought I knew how to add callers, but I didn't. So you got the boot. Willie, are you okay? Technical difficulties, Christian yeah. Piles. But uh, I knew you'd do a good show solo, and, and it was excellent uh, hearing from Tom Ryan and Kyle Snyder. Yeah, any any uh, new? T- I mean, we talked last week. We were like, "Oh, we can't receive the stipend." Yeah, you can. We were. Well, that's you know, <clears throat> that's what we um, or or someone had told me, and uh, I assume that to be true with with past yeah, yeah, things, right? I mean, I mean, so when um, and and you know, first and foremost, sometimes we talk about things on the show, and they are things that. People in the community have told us, people we know and respect, and, and um, sometimes they are rumors, sometimes they are absolutely true, sometimes they are um, not completely accurate, but I mean, we share these things with you, they're, they're good conversation points and they're good talking points, and and we appreciate that the viewers at home um, take that, take that frame of mind you know that we're, we're sharing things with you sometimes um they prove to be true and sometimes they're not proved to be true but um it was good to get clarity uh, uh clarification and and it was good for tom ryan to, to reach out and say hey let's let's clear this up so uh kudos to him and and, and the ohio state camp and and kyle snyder so um you know we, we saw uh, an issue with uh jake deichler uh, a couple years ago with sort of the had same to, thing. He had to same pay th- money back. He had to pay money back, right? And um, who, Wait, hold on. Who does that money go to? Does that money just go to the people who paid him? Who knows? I don't know. Get, what the heck? That's so weird. when, it, in light of the Deichler situation, when, when a person from um, connected to USA Wrestling said, I don't, you know, I don't know if Snyder's going to be able to take this money, um, I thought, yeah, you're probably right. That's a good point. Um, but now maybe things have changed. Um, maybe the policy has changed, and, and it sounds like Ohio State is doing their due diligence as far as um, in their compliance to look through this and sort this out and, and make sure 
everything's all kosher. So, yeah. um, good. You know what? Um, I am super happy that Kyle Snyder can get what he earned and also continue with his plans at Ohio State. Um, but also in large, in the bigger picture, um, it's good overall, not just for Kyle Snyder, but for all Olympic sports, right? I mean, yeah, you want your a... best guys not to be kind of hamstrung, right? But but at the same time, uh, I I don't get the impression that that was this was a big pressing thought on Kyle's mind. I don't think it was a any at any way something that was tipping him from continuing to wrestle or not wrestle. You know, I I don't feel like it was a, it was a big concern for no, him. No, it certainly Maybe we might have built it up. It uh, certainly didn't. I like that, and and as Kyle said, and and I would have, and I think you would have said the same thing. Kyle Snyder's a cool cucumber, cool as a cucumber, man. Right. I mean that that kid, um, he, he rolls with the punches. Uh, you know, he always is level-headed. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think it was it was something that was really pressing to him. I think he would have taken the situation, whatever it might have been. Uh, th- this way is the best way, right? But. Um, if it wasn't this way, um, he would have figured something out. He would have rolled with it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So that was that was insightful. We got a little, um, you know, I- information on the Buckeyes next year, and that Coach Ryan clarified just because they're red shirt and Kyle doesn't mean in any way they're 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 still going to be darn good. They, they really are. I, I think, and this is me. This is speculation. This is me reading between the lines a little bit of what Coach Ryan was saying. When he when I asked about Hunter going down to forty one, he didn't he didn't get specific at all. But he spoke about his stubbornness and how that's made him good. To to me, I read that as we he's would pro- we would probably like Hunter at forty one, but he's gonna he kind of <clears throat> you know he's stubborn and he's gonna do what he wants to do to an extent. Well, and, they probably uh, have uh, uh, not to put words in um, Coach Ryan's mouth, but they probably have. Correct me if I'm wrong. Better options at 49 if hunter were to go to 41 then an option at 41 if hunter stays at 49 oh yeah well i mean right what you're saying is if if hunter doesn't go down you, you might have to throw Keyshawn out there year one which may or may not be ideal i don't know right uh, but if hunter but if hunter went 41 then they have like jake ryan or you know, other Mi- options micah or micah micah could go 49 we're probably he's best suited um you know, well, here, here they could roll out Tomasello, DeJulius, Hunter, Micah, Jake Ryan, uh, and then it gets, you right. know, who knows what they're going to hey, do. Hey, remember on the show, I, just, I mean, I have to, I have to do this. Uh-oh. Remember on the show a couple of weeks ago when I said uh, the possibility, Martin, 84, Quartz, 97, and you laughed all I the way. Did. I did. Listen. It's, it's, it's a possibility, right? Not, yeah, it's a possibility. It is. Um. It, That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to bust your chops too hard. You but can bust because I will still say that Kenny Quartz is not a 97 pounder. Uh, okay, and and I would never. I, I, there's two things I would not refuse. That's beside the point. Just say that. Just say that I said it was a possibility, and that I was right. I, I totally ruled it. I ruled it out, <laughs> and it it makes sense, I suppose. If if Bo really needs to move up, then you need uh, Mark Martin to move up, which means Kenny's got to move up. So it, it makes sense, but I, I guess I was just looking at it. Kenny Course to 197, uh, I, I don't see it. I don't think he's a big 84. I don't, I don't think he's a big 84. Yeah, I, I, I mean. You, I you think everyone's small. I'm surprised you're not trying to cut yeah. Kenny, Kenny down to 49. <laughs> no, I just I just think I think Kenny's a big boy, big enough. Um, yeah. You know. He's skilled enough. We don't, yeah. He, he would have a. He's definitely skilled enough. I mean, he might. Uh, it could help No him. knock on the 97s, but it might be better for him. Well, they're they're just he, inha- inherently he, he, more slow-footed. I he mean, wrestles a slower pace, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe um, you never it's know. More ninety-seven is more of a of a situation where it's station to station <laughs> as as opposed to fluidness. I, I would say fluidity, and it seems like eighty-four just has a lot of like bruising, hard hand fighters, high pace guys that are just going to be in your face. I mean, not that ninety-seven is much different, but yeah, you know, Gabe Dean, Nate Brown, it's just a lot of just yeah. Tough dude. Uh, Ohio State will be fine, and and like Tom Ryan says, you know, th- look at their look at their point total, and yes, they lose people at places, um, two oh. national champs but, or two national finalists, but you know, 
They Hunter Stieber scored they no can, points last they year. They could be made up with with Hunter Stieber and and Johnny DeJulius. You know, Johnny DeJulius did what he did at NCAA's, but if you wrestle that tournament again, he could score points. He could very well AA. Yeah, I mean, his to Coach Ryan's point, he's beaten Cody Brewer twice, and he's beaten Corey Clark. So it's like he he's there, but it's always been a question of of uh, it, will he get it done at NCAA? So. This Christian, was this was the Ohio show. State. This was the this is the the Buckeye hour, I guess. It was just all Buckeyes for an hour. So all you Ohio State fans, I'm sure you were loving it. Um, we appreciate again Tom Ryan and Kyle Snyder coming on. We appreciate you listening on a Tuesday. Thanks once again. This was a blast, and we will be coming at you again. Why not till next week? Willie is headed to the OTC to get a little training on. Just kidding. He's going to be out there filming yeah, shoot stuff. So thanks so much, and uh, we will see you next time. Oh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings, and uh, we'll see you next time.